Good afternoon and good evening, wherever you may be listening. Thank you very much for tuning in to the All You Listening Now podcast. I am your host, Johnny, back at it again for another week. I appreciate y'all tuning in. I tell you what, this week right here has been amazing for me. Um, I actually feel extremely, extremely well. You know, a couple weeks ago, I was really sick, so recovering from that. Um, I've had a very good week this entire week, and I certainly hope you have as well. All right, so off the top, to kick off today's show, I want to mention to y'all about my social media page on Facebook. You can find it at R-Y-L now. That's the word R spelled out, Y-L now at Facebook. If you like what you're listening to here, obviously would like to interact. I certainly encourage you to, you know, obviously like the page. When I post there, you know, you're certainly welcome to react or respond to the post. Hell, you can even give me or leave me reviews about what you hear in the show, things you like, things you may disagree with, things you may actually like to hear. Um, I'll certainly appreciate that feedback. It'll certainly help me out and it'll certainly help uh, with obviously making this show just that much better of a listening experience. But on today's show, I wanted to start off with a segment that I would like to call either you pay for it now or you'll pay for it later. So let's get down to business and talk about why getting focused on your financial future now is worth it. I remember growing up and both my mom and dad would talk to me about why it's important for my brothers and sister and of course myself to eat healthy, which I hated. They would cook all of this nasty, healthy stuff. If you could imagine, I mean, I'm talking about spinach, Brussels sprouts, Purple hug peas. I don't know if y'all had them on the peas, you know, if you're from the country, you know, you would snap them and then you would have to pick the peas out of the hug. Anyway, it's some country stuff. But anyway, black eyed peas, you name it. It was probably, I was probably forced as a kid to eat it. And I was sitting there forcing this nasty stuff down my throat. I remember my parents talking to me, talking to all of us rather about why eating these type of foods would actually be healthy for us and why it would actually be healthy for us later on. Now, now that I've, you know, grown up, I actually like a lot of those things now, but I'll keep it real. I still hate Brussels sprouts with a passion. <laughs> but let me not get too far off topic from what we're actually talking about because I can go on and on about why that stuff isn't good. When we were told this, we didn't really get what the hell they were actually talking about at the time. I remember saying stuff like, well, I want something better tasting now. My dad was also a big picture thinking kind of a guy. So he answered me and said, son in life, what you do now will always matter later. How many things come up in our life where we want the enjoyment now, and the future can wait until we get there. We think we have time or we'll just make up for what we didn't do later. Let me be the first to tell you that this way of thinking does not bode well for your financial future. 
There's a very underrated line in one of my favorite Marvel movies, Doctor Strange, which I actually talk about in episode seven of the podcast. So if you haven't listened to it already, you should go back and check it out. But what one of the characters in the movies, uh, Baron, said that no matter what the bill is, it will always come due. Let's talk about why this matters in all areas of our life, because some examples I'm going to give you might change your perspective. Because I know we're talking about it from a financial standpoint, but this way of thinking can apply in all matters. So I want to give you a couple of examples. My first example for why paying for it now, so you don't have to pay for it later, comes in way of retirement. I'm sure everyone listening now knows that the earlier you save, the better. But just how much better is shocking. Since the retirement age on average is about 65, we'll base these numbers on this. Let's just say that you start to you start to invest for retirement around the age of 25. And you have nothing saved, and I mean zero. And you plan on putting in what most financial advisors say you need to put in to invest, which is around 15% of your income. And you make $60,000 with, let's say, an 11% return, rate of return on your money. By the time you're 65, you will have a little over $2 million, which is a pretty nice retirement piece of change, if you ask me. If you waited until you were 45, so 20 years later, so instead of starting at 25, you started at 45, with these same numbers, you will have a whopping $460,000. Now look, I do realize that almost half a meal ticket isn't too bad. I mean, I wish I had that myself right now. But that delay cost $1.6 million. Now, I know some of you might be thinking, that's some bull job, Johnny. I might not do it all in my 20s, but for sure in my 30s, I got this. Okay, so let's add 10 years to 25 and make it 35, and you will have just over a million dollars. Still a whole million and some change short if you had actually started 10 years earlier. If you're interested in Doing the math that I actually just did, you could actually visit nerdwallet.com and use their retirement calculator for free. It's a tool that I actually utilize to calculate expenses and stuff like that. So feel free and check them out. Now, of course, numbers never lie. So that example was easy. So I'm going to give you another example of why paying for it now will save you later. When you're getting ready to find that special someone in a relationship, preparing yourself before you get in one will save you some headache. Oh, yes, good people. I'm going here, so I hope you're ready. Too many times we don't get ready to be in a relationship until we are actually in a relationship. We know our core principles for the most part, and we believe we know what we want in our mates, therefore we think we're good to go. We hardly ever take the time to process and think about what we really need and are we really ready. 
Am I healed from the past trauma or experiences that might have happened in a prior relationship? Have I gotten past that person, accepted and made peace with what happened in that situation and took inventory on any part of the relationship that I might have come up short in? So that way, moving forward, I can grow from those things. So when I find the next person who might be the right person, I'm not bringing in baggage or viewing that person like I did the last person based on something that they might have done that might look very similar to the past. Because of these issues, now we lose the person that was probably a good match for us since we didn't address these issues sooner. With both of these examples, a lot of times we make up these really cool sounding excuses because, you know, human beings, we like to rationalize and reason with why we are, why we do things that we do. And we say things like, I'm young, I got time, or my personal favorite. Well, that must have meant that it wasn't meant to be. So that we put off having to address what we should in that moment. And I get it. It's the easy way out. It's the way our society is today. Instead of cooking food, which is a lot healthier, I'll just go get some fast food because it's easy. I'd rather be all willy-nilly with my money and buy anything instead of putting together a plan to get intentional about my financial future because being all willy-nilly is easy. Or hell, I'd rather just tell the person I'm going to get with to accept me for who I am instead of working to grow to be a better person who can be a great husband or wife Because telling somebody to accept us for who we are is easy. Complacency is the enemy of success. And this is a time to figure out when do you want to get what you say you want. Just remember, whichever way you choose, you will either have to pay for it now or pay for it later. And the return you get will be based on that choice. Look, if you say you don't want to work till you die, then bring it back to finance. If you say you don't want to live paycheck to paycheck, if you say you want to be a millionaire, right, billionaire, whatever the plan is, it starts with today. It starts with in that moment, making that conscious decision that I'm going to start with my plan and follow through with it now, because the sooner you do it, the better. It took me a while, but I finally decided I'd rather pay for it now so it wouldn't cost me later. And I hope you all do the same. It's worth it. Trust me. The reason why you're going to trust me is not because I'm a financial advisor or I can tell you what to do with your money because I am not a financial advisor, nor can I tell you what to do with your money. However, these are things that I've done in my life that has helped me get to where I am right now. 
Matter of fact, to move and to transition into the next segment I have, I wanted to give a couple of quick points of things that you can invest in to make yourself successful financially. Things that I've done. Now, the word success has been thrown around with many different definitions throughout the history of life. And I wanted to give a few things I have invested in that define that word for me, which I believe has helped shape my life. And I hope that what I'm sharing now can help you as well. So the first thing that I took the time to do is finding what my financial goal was. Right. So I had to define what I want to be. Do I want to just not live paycheck to paycheck? Is that my plan? Do I want to be, you know, wealthy that I want to have a million dollars, whatever it is, right? You have to define that. And everybody has something that they want from a financial standpoint that you can actually plan towards. So you have to figure out what that is. And if you don't know, take the time out to actually think about it. What are some of the goals I have for myself or what some of the goals from a financial standpoint I have for my family? Now, granted, you could take this outside of finance, but since we're just talking about finance today, those are some of the things you want to do. Hey, what type of inheritance do I want to leave for my kids? If you have kids or if you plan on having kids or what type of, if you don't have kids, what type of life do I want for myself? Do I want to be able to retire and go out and travel and do things before I get to the age where I might need some help? Or do I want to do some things when I still have a little bit of um, usefulness about yourself. Now, granted, usefulness is not defined by age. Because trust me, I play basketball Saturday mornings with this group of um, men that are a tremendous help to me. And one of the men there, he's 86 years old and he'd be running up and down the court with us. So trust me, usefulness is not an age. However, I can certainly say that enjoying things earlier than when you're in your 60s and your 70s isn't a bad thing. So that's the first thing. The second thing that you can invest in towards your financial success is educating yourself on whatever you're passionate about. And honestly, in everything in life, you could do this with, but just whatever you're passionate about from a financial standpoint, I'm not suggesting that you have to know everything. However, you should know enough to know what it is you're looking at or being told. For example, when I get investment advice uh, from a fiduciary, I go in asking questions and also making sure that I'm understanding what I'm being told, what I'm reading, and also coming in with the mindset that the person that I'm going to have either handling my money or a person that I'm asking questions about my money is going to be able to articulate and tell me and explain it to me in a way that I can understand, number one. And number two, if I look up, I'm not going to find anything different. Or if I have looked it up, we're both speaking the same language. So that's, that's the next thing that I want you to do. Invest in educating yourself. Don't take this one for granted because trust me, knowledge is power. The third thing that you can that you can do that you should do is putting your goal down on paper. OK, 
Because if you don't, anything else is just more of a dream. Putting things down on paper so that way you can tangibly see it is what's going to help you move from point A to point B, being able to double check, am I right in line with what I want to do? Or am I gotten off track with what I wanted to do? But you won't know this unless you actually mark it down. It's something that I had to learn. I was really bad. I had one of those. I was one of those kind of people, ladies and gentlemen, that thought I had this fantastic CIA type memory. So I never wrote down anything and I just thought I could just keep it all in my head. But then as I got older, I started to realize what my memory isn't as good as I thought it was. And had I actually just wrote this down, maybe just maybe I could have actually recalled this great idea or this great nugget in my plan that I had actually thought out. So write it down, put it on paper. That way your dream can become a vision. And the last thing for me, and this is certainly not least, is remember to follow your plan, but don't beat yourself up if you get off track. I know every single one of us are our worst critics. We really are. We criticize ourselves sometimes to a fault and sometimes to the detriment of us. But trust me, just because you've gotten off track does not mean that you still cannot reach it. It does mean that you can't see yourself off track and then continue to be off track because much like in what we talked about earlier, the longer you're off track, the harder or the longer it can take you to either get to your goal or it can cost you from a money standpoint, substantial dollars. But I don't want you to throw in the towel. I sort of don't want you to take the mindset that hell I had early on in my life, which was, well, you know what? I've messed up, so I might as well just say, forget it. Like, I remember this one time, I'm going to tell you how, I'm going to give you all this story because this is how far you can go down this hole with this way of thinking. I remember one time I didn't have enough money to pay for my light bill, right? I didn't have it. I was like $40 short. So what I did, instead of actually saving the money I did have, that could have went towards it. I was just like, forget it. I don't have it. I'm just going to go spend it. So I went and spent it. And I can't even remember. It was some nonsense. I think it was like I went out to eat and then I went and bought like a video game or something. It was like some nonsense when I should have actually just saved it. So, so trust me, you can get far down this hole if you, you know, don't reel yourself back in. But I gave you that story, um, one, because it's funny now. Wasn't too funny then, because then the next time I got paid, now I had to fork out this entire amount instead of actually having to save. And I don't want you to fall in that same trap. So again, if you get off track, don't beat yourself up. Just get back on track and get back on your horse. Everything's going to be okay, and you're going to get there. All right. Before I go out, if you have not uh, watched the Mortal Kombat movie, it was a pretty good movie. I like. I think they did set it up so that way they could make a second and third movie. It didn't necessarily get too much into or get too central focused on, like for example, Liu Kang is supposed to be the main character in the Mortal Kombat series and didn't do that. Kind of gave some backstory of Scorpion and Sub-Zero as, you know, we talked about last week. Thought it would, but I thought it was a really good movie, so I'm going to plug it again. No, I do not have an endorsement deal for them, but, you know, it still is a good movie. If you haven't seen it, 
go check it out. If you want a brief history about Mortal Kombat, if you have not listened to my last episode, do that as well. Might actually help you out a little bit. All right, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here for the week. I appreciate you all tuning in. Remember, if you like the show, enjoy the content, go to my Facebook page, R-Y-L Now. That's R spelled out, Y-L Now on Facebook. Thank you all for listening. I will talk to you all next week. Peace.